Right on, right on. All right, let's start it. What do you do? That was a good one. Oh, Pete, I felt bad, eh? I was like, oh, I'm fucking tonight, or this morning, I'm like, I'm going to the fucking Dutch all night. Got a good night plan. Mm-hmm. He was like, you know, we're supposed to be at a birthday party, eh? I'm like, well, doesn't that fucking throw a little kink in the old plans? Oh, no, it didn't work. I'm like, I already fucking told Pete I'm coming, so we have to find a way to get there. You made her. My wife's really good that way, though. Is she Like, if something's planned... She won't, she won't fuck with that. Like oh. on the way here, like on, like when I told her, I'm like, oh fuck, I'm supposed to be at the Dutch hall in fucking 15 minutes. And she's like, oh, she's like, yeah, no worries. When I get home, just drop me off and fucking head over. That kid will be, have a birthday next year. No, like I went to the birthday party first, but. I know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's more or less what she was looking at is. Yeah, you're right. Kid, for sure. There'll be another birthday you can go to. Like, my wife's like that with trips, too. Like, with guys' trips. Yeah. She's very, like, you know, a lot of guys are like, oh, I gotta ask the wife. My wife's like, yeah, no, hey. Yeah, you totally understand. I know you're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm spoiled. I'll, I'll admit I'm spoiled. All right. There it is. Now it's live. <laughs> we live on the internet? My, wife's, my wife is the same way, too, but I think it's a different reason. <laughs> She's like, you sure you're not going somewhere this weekend? You know, like if I was saying, like, "Hey, I'm gonna go like out with the guys yeah. or whatever," she's like, "Thank God, like, go, just get out of here." <laughs> I, I, that would be great if you weren't here. It's a different kind of love. Yeah, yeah. No, but like I know, like some wives don't respect that guy time, right? No, and some of them will have a scorecard too. Like, right? That's where they're like, "Hey, I went out with my friends, so you can go with your friends, but you go with your friends twice in one week, and I haven't been out in a week, so like." You have to stay home for two to like catch up and bullshit like that. Yeah, that's not fair. Fuck off. My wife just likes a good text. Like at the end, there's text. Hey, you know, all is good. Still alive. As long as I'm taking, as long as you're taking care of your business, like as long as you make sure all the family stuff that you have to do is taken care of, then after that, like, you gotta have different interests too. Yeah, right. You can't just be. And when my it goes the other way though, like if my wife wants to go out with her friends and she says, "Hey, we're going out for a girls' night out," I'm like, "Thank God, it's awesome for you." Yeah, you, like you, you support it, right? Yeah, you deserve it. Like, go out and have a good time. Like, yeah, I got I got things covered, you know. Mm-hmm. But it should be both ways. Like, I, I want her to have a life that has nothing to do with me, right? Because like that, a part of your life, a part of yours life that has nothing to do with you. Yeah, like yeah. you should have your own friends and your own. Yeah. interests and all that stuff and do the things that make you happy and then you don't resent me for like get things you have to give up because you what know you want to do yeah because you're worried about what i i don't want to do the same things or whatever you know do the things you want to do i don't care right but, but then when it comes time for me to go do the things that i want to do then like i expect the same thing right exactly. which in my and me and my wife's case has never been an issue it's always just yeah if you want to do something that makes you happy like good go do it right but I see my friends and stuff. Like some of them have to put up with, like, yeah, a lot of grilling and stuff. You yeah, know? like there's like for me, there's no grilling at all. Like it, yeah, or like it's it's conversation. Hey, how was your night? But there's no like, who are you talking to? Yeah, Kev, you seem like you're opposite. What do you mean? 
Like I bet you in your relationship, your wife is more of a, of a, has more of a social life than you. Is that uh, true? <clears throat> yeah, maybe I, she, she hangs out with her sisters a lot. Oh yeah. More than, more than anything else, but yeah. But that still counts, right? Yeah. I could care less. Her sisters are like her best friends. Yep. That's, that's, a, that's cool. That's what Julie, like Julie, like, yeah, same thing with Julie. I say do what you want. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's the last time where they're like on your case. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's true. I'm yeah, finding though like, the, the pandemic is definitely testing marriages, like oh, to I the nth degree. I bet your divorce rates are up. Oh fuck yeah! Or and if they're not up yet, it's because they physically there's no court time. <laughs> <laughs> the judge is like, "Fuck this! You guys can hash it out for another fucking duke it out for another month." I'm or fighting two. with my own wife right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. When everything's open, and you got you can do whatever you want. Then there's like no time to really deal with your unhappiness <laughs> right but then when all of a sudden you got this time to actually realize oh like like i spent all my time with this person and uh, they bother me you know? yeah. yeah i was meant to be gone for at least eight hours a day yeah yeah like, for me, for we, like most marriages are are marriages at work when they see each other like on weekends and percentage uh, a couple hours a night yeah, yeah. awake you know, percentages of time, not all the time. <laughs> yeah, all the time. No people are supposed to be together all the time. No. Like, no people. And that's where it's tough, like, in, in my business, where it's like, you don't see me at all for eight months, and then guess what? Like, even my, my like, my wife is this winter, is like, geez, you're, you're, not, you're not really busy that this winter. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I'm excited about that. Yeah. It's first winter in a while I've actually got to be a touch on the lazy side. It's like a rock star. You're gone on tour for eight months, and I'm the, I'm the heaviest I've ever been. Really? Wow. Uh, heaviest I've ever. I hit 150 the other day. Wow. Well, Beaver, you need it though. You need. To, I do. You need to get your weight up so to get through the next summer. I do. I'm like a bear, eh? <laughs> yeah. Except the uh, reverse I got hibernation. Reverse hibernation. I'm going to suggest you you try replacing some of your Red Bulls the next crop season with uh, food. And you know what? I think my my wife, carbohydrates. My wife would be a cheerleader with that one, <laughs> yeah. big time. Carbohydrates, I think, would be your, the key there. You get energy from them too. Oh, wait, you might. I don't know what you need because carbohydrates also make you sleepy, don't they? Uh, you eat a pasta. Kind of carbs. Yeah. See, my problem is, is like in go time, my breakfast is a Red Bull. Yeah, your, heart, your heart would probably appreciate that switch. It's a too. legitimate uh, uh, situation. Like I, uh, I start my day with. Half a pack of cigarettes and a Red Bull. <laughs> that's, like, that's like the deadliest catch diet right there. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and uh, we're hoping that the, the end result isn't like deadliest catch. But You should do that maybe for the one winter. Just hop on a crab boat in Alaska and you'll be fine. I think I, you know what? You know how they say it's the hardest job in the world? And I agree with it. Yeah. I honestly think that that's the most grueling thing that would job <laughs> would be in the world. Like crab when, boat? I when you're working, like some of the, sometimes on some of the episodes, are like, yeah, we just did a 48 hour run. I'm like, holy, like 48 straight. I don't think you see the problem is you don't see the big room full of coke in the. No, exactly. <laughs> you don't see the blow and the fuck. But yeah, I, that's true. But I don't like. I would be. I, I, but they're I, not working the whole time. They have to drive to the next thing and then drive. right. So they get little like cat naps. Yeah. Now I did find out the one time the one girl. Uh, uh, that was she was the the secondary uh, captain, like she was the relief captain. Her yep. dad was the captain. That was it. Sig Hansen's daughter, and she's like, "Yeah, I usually like to give the guys six hours of sleep in a night." I'm like, 
Well, this is the first time in I think the twenty five years his twenty uh, five year run of that show where they're like saying how much they're sleeping. Yeah. Because before, up until then, they were making it seem like these guys don't sleep. Maybe the old labor laws got a hold of them and said, "Oh yeah, yeah, said so you guys are really going to get in big trouble. Pretend you're sleeping." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like truck drivers too. Yeah. But they have to be clocked in, right? Right. Like I had. But uh, but if you go on certain roads, then you can circumvent the. Yeah, the the thing. That's why Highway Three gets a lot of truck traffic. The logbook, the logbook. Yeah, well, like and I think, and no matter how much electronics get pushed into that industry, there's always a way to around it. Yeah, like I always wondered why they were like my road is bad. Like they're running truck drivers down it all the time. Yeah, and then why? Why they can go down Pine? They don't. They don't go down Pine Grove Road ever. Yeah, yeah. like I don't understand. Like they'll turn at McDowell off Pine Grove Road. Go down McDowell and then turn left onto Yule. Why? When you could just go straight through and to number three highway. I don't know. You know what I mean? There's got to be. It's a conspiracy, dude. Yeah. 5G. What's that? Is that you, Kev? Oh. Big message? Send say start the show? He's got a dangle. That's what it was, yeah. It said start the show. It said yeah. play the fucking theme song. Let's we got do a show it. to do. Let's do it. All right, play it. Come on! Welcome, everybody, to the Dutch Hall. I'm your host, Pete Van Dyke, and I'm playing with my technology. Oh, that's not how I usually introduce the show, but anyways. Hey, welcome to the Dutch Hall. It is 2-2-2-2-2 Tuesday night on the second day of February, the second month in the year 2022. It's a lot of twos today. And we are coming with two of the greatest ever uh, co-hosts of the Dutch Hall. Ladies and gentlemen, to my immediate left, running the board, Kevin the Fingers Van Dungeon. Yeah. That is the Duff. The Fingers. Yeah, he threw the in there. The Fingers. And fresh off a birthday party of a nine-year-old. And uh, happy birthday, Ella. And I would say, Beaver, you know, I heard you on your message over here when you're saying, I'm going to be a bit late. I came from a birthday party, and I, I, I noticed a little bit in your voice that you might... I haven't even introduced you. Ladies and gentlemen, Derek the Beaver Van Hooten. Yeah. But I noticed in your voice that you were a little bit... You, you had a couple beverages. I did. and uh when i heard that in your voice something in me got like a little excited and my because i i haven't uh drank through the pandemic eh oh really i I, like i don't drink very often i don't i haven't even got tipsy 
Oh, I'm feeling a little loose right now. But I drink I feel, I feel loosey goosey. I drank two beers already, and I'm on my third one. Well, let's and, have a time. And I'm thinking, you know what? This is two two. A Tuesday. You know what? Leading into this, I, social media was all about these two, 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 twos, right? Right. It's a big deal today. It's a big deal, and we have to celebrate it, Beaver. Mm-hmm. And I propose one of the reasons is because I am the two-time, two-time. President's Club Award winner, Pete Van Dyke, your host, host of the show. <laughs> oh, I do like it. I do love beer. And, uh, Sure, I'll ship blood. Sure, I'll ship blood. Why, why not? But let's have a good time. Yeah, let's have it. <laughs> right? My bum can heal. Yeah. Right? Just sit in, in like a little warm bath of salt. Right? Whatever you do. Is that a sits bath? It's a sits bath. A sits bath. Hey, Beaver, me and you both went away for the weekend for family day. Yeah. Kevin, did you go anywhere? I had to stay home quarantine. Oh, right. Oh, Kevin shit. had the COVID go through his oh, household. Oh, had close call. Close call. No real, a real COVID, real deal. Yeah. Not him, but his, uh, but his child. Man, or sorry, can I say that? Is that is that a kid? Will that be like? Uh, will he be shamed now publicly? <laughs> is he alright? He's good. He's good. That's good. It's, it's, good. it's all counts. Yeah, most uh, people are good. I'm not gonna lie. I had a situation happen on the weekend. Oh, situation. So leading into the weekend, uh, like um, we stayed at a little cabin in the woods. You know, I'm thinking, yeah. No kid, honeymoon two point Ooh, yeah. guarantee they don't got a king size bed. Yeah, I mean the mice get nice, snuggle up, nice and tight, eh? Oh yeah, you get that close to that big hog. Yeah, and <laughs> uh, and uh, so leading into it, we had to bring our sheets, bring our own sheets, eh? And, right. and originally, I'm like, ah, just get a sleeping bag, you know? Yeah, it's easy. It's rolled up already. Yeah. yeah. Well, so the wife found it, you know, a double sleeping bag, right? Like crappy tire. I was like, oh, perfect. Ain't a lot of room in them. Yeah. And uh, first night hit and uh, didn't go over as planned. Uh-oh. Too hot? No. Uh, yeah. Well, and the the mattress sucked. So I had a... Oh. That mattress had been used by a single person for a long time. So there was a big dip in the middle. Uh. But wife wasn't having it. No. Oh, it didn't work. Did, well, she wasn't... She was not liking that fact that we couldn't like physically spread out layer like oh, could yeah. stretch out physically stretch right, out right right and uh so then the next night there was a room beside us that had two singles Ooh. let's just put it this way this the the sleeping bag got split in half oh really yeah spend the rest of the weekend by myself oh, no. no love no love oh see what i would have done was fucking the one bed and then sleep in the other make your wife sleep in make your wife sleep in the fuck bed yeah in the fuck bed yeah <laughs> one time we rented a hotel room in Buffalo, and uh, it had two. It was like a Airbnb or something yeah. like that, but it was a hotel room, mm-hmm. and uh, but it had two bedrooms, you know. But it was cheap, you know. Like we just got, we didn't need two bedrooms. It was only me and my wife, you know. Yeah. So we made one the fuck room, and we just like ruined nice. that room. Ruined that room, and then the other room we'd sleep in. It was nice and fresh sheets. <laughs> that would be amazing, like to go from fucking to like a brand new fresh set of sheets. Yeah, you're like, okay, let's get out of this stinky room. Yeah, it smells like assholes and stuff in here let's go over to this room it was great yeah, it would be a good good program yeah and then every time you walk past the fuck room you just kind of give the eyes like you want to go there yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, let's, let's, let's hit round two round yeah, three yeah. get one of those built in your house yeah we should get a fuck room in our house 
That'd be great. Is that does that consist like more or less just get a spare bedroom? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. No black lights. No black lights. Yeah, yeah. But you'd, uh, but it would like it would be the there would be an unsaid, you know, like you you push her in that room, and, then <laughs> and, it, and she can't. She knows, and there's no turning back. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't accidentally commit is what you're doing to your wife. <laughs> no, and if she goes in there by accident, to, like. Fair yeah. Try to find something. I will. Fair lock, game. Exactly. Fair game. Lock you in. You're in the fuck room. I can do whatever I want. This is what the deal we made. You'd be like, I think I left my wallet in the fuck room. I think we should. I really like that idea, Pete. This is fucking <laughs> oh, yeah. making my head turn. And then every time she like leaves her phone unattended, you just like take oh. it and put it in the fuck room. Put it in the fuck room. And <laughs> then she phone. has to, every time she, and then she's like, where's your phone? I think it's in there. And then she goes in there. You just fucking goose her. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I like it. I think I'm going to implement this fuck room in my house because uh, I think everyone should. Yeah. Guys, if you're out there listening to this, I know on the live stream on the Tuesday night, I don't think we're really lighting it up. No? <laughs> hey, Pete, how about we say to the listeners, let's hear about your fuck room. Yeah. Let's hear about it. Let's have Everybody's the- got to have a version. Well, you got to, like, most of the time your fuck room is your bedroom. Yeah. This fuck Sorry. room has a sink in your, it. Yeah, your alternate <laughs> fuck room. Is what we want to know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A dirt, if you have a room where you'd like to have sex that isn't your bedroom. Yeah. That's, you've created a dedication to. There used to, I knew a fella uh, who had a, a fuck room and with a swing in it. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. That's cool. It used to be a little girl's bedroom, <laughs> but then uh, it became a, a fuck room with the swing in it. I'll tell you after the show who it is. Okay. Because <laughs> you know him too. Yeah, and then it was, uh, it was turn. Uh, I seen that on uh, the that Pam and Tommy. Oh yeah, uh, documentary on Disney Plus of all fucking things. You know the Pam and Tommy sex tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they put that show on fucking Disney Plus. Well, I think it stars. Uh, Still though, like yeah. when you think Disney, you don't think porno. Porno. The Wizards no. of Waverly Place. So, anyways, he was. Well, okay, let let. Okay, go ahead. In the show, he was renovating. This is how, uh, and I had no idea that this when I was because I this all happened when I was a kid. What was that circa nineteen ninety five? And uh, uh, yeah, no, it was not, it, it, it had to be ninety eight, ninety nine because I was married already. Okay, I got married in ninety eight. So it happened because he ripped a guy off. He was doing renovations yeah, yeah. in his house. And Did you see guy, this in the last show, or was it before the show? But yeah, you ripped the guy oh, off. Ripped the guy off, and then and they were built. They built a sex swing in his bed in his new bedroom. Oh yeah, and uh, I thought that was pretty intense. Like like he didn't give a shit. Like he was banging Pam up top, and they're doing renovations underneath. A sex swing, and but- they made him a big ass sex swing. Like, and uh, he's like, ah, what can I handle? And they're like, thousand pounds. I'm like thinking, my head. Yeah, it's definitely overbuilt. Like <laughs> Pam Anderson was probably a twig. Yeah, he's probably put a couple in there. Yeah. Maybe three of them in there. Probably. Ooh. Yeah, you got to think bigger. Switching it up. Yeah. These guys were real rock stars when you could uh, just fuck everything. Like, uh, like what a crazy time. Not, no one can do that now, eh? There's no rock star out there. No, just, there's not. And because they're, they're social media. And, they're yeah, they're judged every 10 seconds. Yeah. The cell phone. Also, the stuff that used to be judged, like, they were judged too. Like, Motley Crue and all those bands back they then. They didn't give a shit. But like they were judged like uh, you're fucking awesome. Yeah. Like it wasn't like you're a you're like a horrible like a rapist They're misogynist. Like well, back they weren't doing it. Right back then yeah. they were they were awesome before they were judged. 
Like before they were assholes or pieces of shit. Now yeah. you're a piece of shit and yeah. you earn the awesomeness. Well, you're judged as being a piece of shit for doing the same thing you were judged as being awesome right. for. It, the Like the times changed. The behavior was rewarded and like uh, yeah. thought of as being the goal. Everyone was like, oh, that's what you want to do. Right. And then now they're like, oh, well, you do that? You're a horrible person. And I'm like, oh, a society as a whole was horrible. They're all telling us that's what we should do. Yeah. Like, I mean, you weren't, uh, you weren't like, it's fucked. It's fucked how much things have changed. It, it is. It is. It's fucked how much things have changed. I don't get it. Like, cause like, uh, well, some of the stuff I didn't think made sense back then, you know, like some of the stuff I'm glad's changed because it was like, I, it didn't make sense to me back then. Like it seemed kind of stupid. Like even that stuff seemed kind of stupid. But there's a lot of stuff that, uh, I was just checking the heater. What is that wind out there? Yeah, it is. Wow. It's, it's, sh- it, it's kind of shitty out actually. It's, it's pissing down rain and it looks like you're gonna we're gonna float away out there it does the it, frost is still in the ground and uh mother high. nature's like come on now rain down and it's so foggy you don't even know where you are ever no. it's really crazy out there right now it's it and our ditches here like in pine grove i think they really wanted to make sure that we wouldn't flood our basements so they built us on these like fucking islands like they built up the lot so high yeah like you guys got a moat around <laughs> Around yeah, your... around each of our houses, there's like <laughs> yeah. a moat, you know. Yeah, and I'm like, uh, like, there's no chance of my basement ever flooding because my basement is above the ground, you know. <laughs> yeah, it like is. They just built a hill around it, you know. I'm pretty sure your houses were all built. All they did was scrape the grass away, and we're like, "Yep, that is low enough." Like I think, <laughs> yeah, and then they built like a hill. I th- but they cleared the trees. I think it was woods. And I think they cleared the trees, and then they like. Built the basement and then they built the they built the dirt on top. Like your neighborhood, I've never seen. Like growing up, parking in people's ditches was a normal thing. Yeah, that is not possible in this neighborhood. <laughs> no, the deep ditches, and you're yeah. like, why are these ditches so deep? <laughs> That's what you think, right? And yeah. then this time of year, you're like, oh, this is why they're so deep. Yeah, because the ditches are flooded. Yeah. Like, meanwhile, Turkey Point, like every cottage is three feet of water in it right now. Yeah, and you guys are. High and dry. Oh yeah, like uh, yeah, bone dry. But the the ditches are they they uh, the first time we had this melt like this, uh, they all flooded and it was like running like crazy. It, all of them were running. It was really cool to watch. Which there's a lot of like skunk families that live in the culverts underneath the dry. Oh, and you guys got current going. And now there's they're all getting flushed out. You know, like, <laughs> so families of skunks spent all winter hibernating, nice <laughs> yeah. and warm. Well, so one day they're just fucked. <laughs> Yeah, and then that all froze, and then that's now like a frozen bed, and yeah. then it snowed, and then the frozen water's got a bunch of snow on it, and then now it melted again, and uh, it just sat on top. So right, the, the floodgates are coming back. Yeah, now it, it, it was going over top of it, and then now it's uh, starting to run again. Anyways, it's pretty cool when it when it's happening. I think we're gonna have a lot of water this year. I think we're gonna have like high levels. I think so too. High because. Uh, I don't know. It just seems like it that we're gonna have a get lot that, of water. Well, I think there's always that time of year where you get that feeling. Yeah, it just seems like there's like a, we've also got like eight inches of rain. I feel like I'm probably mm. wrong, I'm wrong, but eight. It feels like it's been a, a shit ton of rain in the last two three weeks. Yeah, all this it's like snow and then rain melting the snow and then rain and then yeah. snow again and melting the rain. It's rain melting the snow. It's fucking all the time raining. So I don't know. I, I think we'll have a lot of moisture in the ground come spring at least. Oh yeah, like I hope so. 
Anyways, Farmer Talk. Farmer Global Talk. Over. Uh, I like Farmer Talk. I love Farmer Talk. Yeah. That was one of my favorite things I missed from my old days. Yeah, we got I got a contract last week. You did? I got one. One of them. Well, awesome, man. That's yeah. This is kind of early. It, uh, compared to last year, I think last year I was damn near seeding a greenhouse. Well, that was always the way it was with tobacco. Oh, like man. you almost had to be like you're all, like at certain years you're almost you're it was almost planting time and, and you still didn't really know. You're fucking guessing. I feel like yeah. you're just fucking guessing, and it's just it, that's the stressful part, right? Because you want to be prepared. Yeah, and then like I got to order, I got to or I, I like I, my employees' applications got to come in, be in in November. Like that's tough when like you don't even know what you're allowed to grow. Yeah, I, yeah. you got to guess. Yeah, that's fucking hard to try to make a living when right. you have to like always guess. Yeah, but uh, is but the, we always make it work. I know that's where the community help really comes in. Like with all us buddies, farming buddies, we work together. Yeah, you know, yeah. try to get everybody plants and help and yeah, yeah. Because we're all we're all in it together, right? Yeah, and if you can like combine resources so that you get economies of scale, so that you know instead of you going try to do everything on your own right you can go as like you and your buddies as one thing then you're bigger and you get like better prices and shit well and that's, that's the way they'll have to evolve well like, the, way, the way i look at it is like you, one person can't run grow the industry right like a lot of food like in a lot of, and a lot of produce farms like they're trying to get as big as they can so they can control the market right yeah whereas tobacco you can't like one person can't grow it all no, it's just not possible. You can't ju- you, like one person can't justify th- and the industry is the problem, right? Yeah, yeah. They wouldn't want that either. No, but one person can grow like all the fucking cauliflower. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but they're stupid to do it, right? Because, uh, but <clears throat> they wouldn't want one guy to do it either. Like they, they would always want to have a not like a. Like you all, you never want to have all your eggs in one basket. So like the, the the grocery guys aren't going to want to buy all their cauliflower from one guy, even if he's the cheapest, because they know they're fucked if that guy is the only guy left doing it. Because he's going to monopolize the price. Because then he's not the cheapest anymore. He's going to be the whatever price he wants because there's no one else to grow it. Right. True. So you got to like. But they are trying to get those. Some of those farmers are trying to get that way, right, with commodities. Well, what they do is they try to get the lion's share of cheap shit right. by pushing it and then fucking it up for everyone else. But um, I just don't see how that benefits. I, no, I, I don't I, either. I've never understood in my in my lifetime. I've never understood the adversarial nature of farming. Like, why is it one farmer against another farmer? Like, it doesn't make any fucking sense. No, they, they're both like it. What's it should be? It's even with in comedy, it's the same. There's the same mentality. There's a certain people that if you something good happens for you, they feel uh, threatened. Feel threatened. They feel somehow it's like uh, that's a, something that I that good that could have happened to me that didn't happen to me it happened to you so they don't feel good they don't feel happy for you they feel like resentful or whatever because mm-hmm. it was something that could have happened to them i, I don't understand that mentality like uh, to me like that's the same thing what I, that is with farming like the guys that are trying to push everyone else out of the industry like why would you make it worse for yourself just to make it bad for other people yeah. right you know like you could also not uh Drop your pants on price, yeah. and, right? And like let 
let uh, yeah. let everybody make a fucking living. You think you like know? the strength in numbers, right? Like if right. a bunch of yeah. got together and said, "This is our price." Yeah, and you create value for your product instead of like continually like devaluing it, saying that you can do it cheaper by a large scale. Like, why wouldn't you just like uh, do it at a large scale yeah. and keep the price high? You know, if if, yeah. if the market could bear it, you know, instead of like flooding the market, making the price or just devaluing it and giving it away so that you can like make people go broke. You know, yeah. I don't fucking understand that, but it exists in, in vegetables, especially I saw it all the time. I was like, what the oh, fuck really? is this? I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it. But but because it, it, it should be like, let's let's uh, create value for our product. <coughs> let's market it. Let's work together to to gain advantages where we can Mm -hmm. to do things cheaper and let's uh, make the most money we can. You know, doesn't that make sense? Mm -hmm. That's what marketing boards and co-ops and all that shit were supposed to be for. Right. But then they ended up... They ended up kiboshing They ended up being all greedy about people just wanting to be on the board and sip fucking uh, wine at lunch and, you know, like have shrimp cocktails and fuck their secretary. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that the same with comedy though? Like, wouldn't you guys... Like, if you do good... Wouldn't yeah. it be beneficial for some a bad example, but like Joe Botello would do good if you're doing good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not that he's Yeah, if any good. of my friends in comedy, if any single one of my friends was to like make it big. It's good for you. I would be so fucking happy because I would be like, uh, at the very least, I would be like, hey, can you like let me in where you are? Yeah. You and, know? <laughs> and, you, and you contributed to, uh, in a small way, no matter how small or big, you contributed to their success. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, wait, well, like, at least I was supportive. I knew him when. It's like when you follow a band when they're, uh, when they're like, uh, yeah. young and new, and then they end up hitting it big, and you're like, ah, I fucking knew them when they were playing at the... Right. But I think the comedy thing that Kev's talking about is a little different, because when you're a personal friend of someone, and then they become successful, you yeah. know... You, like let's say Joe, all of a sudden, like someone found his um, his online stuff and thought he was funny, and all of a sudden he just like went viral. Yeah, right. Because like there's all, a whole bunch of stuff online that goes viral. I don't get right so out like, of nowhere. Yeah, so like Joe is all of a sudden like the biggest deal in the world, and I'm like, and I'm a good, I'm I'm Joe's buddy, right? Yeah, and so Joe's the biggest deal in the world now. He's like fucking Larry the Cable Guy, right? And then, uh, <laughs> and so Joe's like, uh, Joe's like, uh, like, uh, living the life he's always dreamed of. And, uh, I would, um, I would like want to somehow like, uh, get to him and, uh, just to tell him how happy I am for him. You right. Know, this has happened for him. But I'd also like to, I would like treat him exactly the same as I treat him now. Mm-hmm. I would treat him zero differently. I and agree. so like Joe would be like, hey, Pete, do you want to come like open for me at the Madison Square Garden? And I'd be like, yeah, that's a fucking great opportunity for me, you know? And then when I'd be in the green room going up before, I would be like shitting on him and I would be like, uh, like, uh, uh, like, like talking about how he doesn't deserve this. You know, like, I, it would be, like, uh, no, like, I would not be kissing his ass. Right. Because he's my real friend. Yeah, yeah. He'd think it was gross, probably, if you were kissing his ass. Yeah. I would imagine. It w- like, I would hope he would, mm-hmm. you know? But, uh... Maybe not Joe. He'd want you... He'd want He'd want he'd you... Like, he'd, he'd, he'd actually want you to, but... He'd actually he want you to, to admit him. how funny he is. He'd always be trying to get me to... Joe would him. want you to touch him. He'd want you to probably actually kiss his ass, too, but... Yeah. 
I don't think he'd like you uh, pandering to him. Right. I well, like, I, like, I, I think, yeah, I don't think that would be what what it would be. Uh, but, but like, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be happy for him because I knew it would, it would be good for me. But I'd be happy for him because, like, the chances of it happening for any of us, yeah, is like, Worst, lu- it's lucky, it's luck, you know, like the, the lottery. Yeah, it's just like winning the lottery. Like everyone's putting shit. Everyone's got a podcast. Everyone's like, it seems like there's more comics. They're making them every minute. Like, goddamn it, I'm doing two shows in Toronto on Thursday, right? I went to. I was talking to Brennan. He's gonna. I'm gonna go up with Dan Brennan and do um, two shows on Thursday, and they're both like, like op- shitty open mics, and. Uh, I'm I'm like like just to get on a list to do these fucking shows. There's like a fucking hundred people. Really? Like so like, Is that I, many? No, there's not that many. But like I'm exaggerating. But there's like like I think I I'm halfway down the list. I'm fifteenth or something. You know? Like there's competition to get on an open mic. Like like there's there's going to be thirty people for sure on this sh- this op- one open mic. I'm doing two of them. There's probably the same thirty going to come to the next one too. Mm-hmm. Uh, like. Uh, it, they're most likely going to be the lion's share, if not all of the people in the room, you know? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And none of them will be paying attention to you because they'll be thinking of their own shit and talking. Yeah, but that's about not it. good. Or no, trying to steal your shit. Anyways, that's that's the open mic game. That's what it is. So you guys just kind of all huddle in a circle and who can be funnier? Well, I don't know what it is. I don't know. I hope I'm wrong. Maybe this guy's, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they're going to have audiences and stuff. Yeah, you got to stay positive, right? I've, be, I've just done enough of these things in my short career. That you can anticipate. <laughs> to anticipate. It's going to be fucking uh, um, not as cool as you'd hope it would be. But uh, I do think it's important to do. I go into Toronto. I force myself to go into Toronto and do shows. Because I don't like the audiences there for the most part, <laughs> and uh, it's they don't get me. I maybe because I'm overthinking what they want from me. I don't know. I gotta I gotta say, Pete, uh, not uh, to do with what you're talking about. Uh, the other day, I was driving down Delhi. Yeah, and I thought of one about I thought about one of the best standups I've ever seen you do. Oh, really? Where what's that? That was when I was passing by what used to be the Belgian Hall. Oh yes, at your wedding. At my wedding. Thank that was, you. That was one. Of the, was I doing stand up then? Yes, you were. You were like uh, working your way in. Oh yeah. And it was one fuck of a performance. <laughs> Let me. Well, dude, you. that was my. Uh, that was still. I. I think the one of the biggest crowds I've ever performed <laughs> for. To be on to to date, and one of the best. One of my best sets, and I. I don't even remember. Any of my bits. It was so natural. I remember. I, I did. I wrote those for you. I remember. I wrote that set. And I'm like, I gotta. I, I'm. I'm writing it like a stand-up set. But then it was disposable. Like it's gone. It was. It was gone after your wedding. But and I'm like, I think some jokes in there might be good. Well, and, you got your wedding yeah. tape? Can I look at the tape? I never got. <laughs> I never did a tape. I never did a tape. Damn it! I, all and those jokes are lost. Kev, I'll never forget. So we did a like a kind of wedding party get together and like uh, Pete was there. We were all kind of figuring out what was going on, got together at my house. And I remember Pete coming up to me and Julie. And at this time he knew Julie, but he wanted to make sure that, okay, 
what are my where where's my like where's the line that I'm not allowed to cross? Yeah, you gotta cater to the bride, right? Yeah, yeah when which is day, and, I and I totally respect Pete for doing that, and he knew because he knew what I was gonna say. Yeah, he's fine. He knew he knew what I was gonna say, and then quote unquote, I hadn't talked to my wife that Pete was gonna come up to her, and nor did I know that Pete was gonna come up to her and ask this. But Pete goes, all right, Julie, like, is there anything like? Just to make sure, is there anything specific that you need me to have in in my speech, or what what kind of rules do I have, or you know, like what what is offside? Yeah. And quote unquote, my wife said to Pete, Pete, you have no rules. Ooh. And uh, if you don't do what we know you're gonna do, then uh, we're gonna be disappointed. Yeah, and this is what she said. This is what, like, literally. all baby raping jokes. It was, it was like, uh, <laughs> Kev, it was like a one 30 second conversation of, uh, Pete, I don't want to know what you're going to do because I want, like, Julie loves, she appreciates comedy like I do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, she wanted it to be, because most master ceremonies, they got to go over the whole speech yeah. with the couple and word for word, you need to say this. Mm-hmm. And, Still to this day, this is why I love my wife so much. Uh, most days um, is because she said that. You know what? Uh, the I was not the only MC of that wedding. There was a co MC that I was with, right? And she she was not of the same she didn't caliber, have the same, same vision as I did, <laughs> nor caliber. No, but she she wanted to do the old school way. Like this is what I'm going to do. This is my little mm-hmm. skeg and this. This is why everybody loves Derek, and this is why everybody loves Julie. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. And it like, it was very much like a, a, a typical thing, but I wanted, like, I didn't want to do that, like, because it seemed hack, right? Yeah. So then, uh, uh, but she, and then, like, I was kind of telling her, too, like, you know, you don't want to follow this bit, you know? like Especially after we just explained to Pete. Like, we want this to be... And she's like, I'm going to... I'll feed you the lines. She was telling me at one point, like, I'll, like, uh, work this... I'll work myself into your... I had, like, five minutes of stand-up. And I was like, I'm going to... Like, she was trying to work herself into the how she would fit into that. I'm like, you're going to sit down. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. do my My, my bet, yeah. And you, when you do your shit that you wrote, I'll, like, you know, if you, you need me to go get the toy car to put the nephew in yeah i'll do that i don't understand this but i will do it for you but in my <laughs> bit you sit on the fucking chair and shut your mouth enjoy well, yeah. just enjoy so kev, yeah. so kev during the during the bit the whole or during the show uh everybody was laughing hysterically at pete like it was a fucking full house right belgian hall holds like 500 she people bought. we had about 400 like we had every last person at a table you could fit and it uh, was a great crowd it was a good everybody's crowd. laughing their asses off at pete <laughs> and uh got a little silent when the mic had handed over yeah she took it poorly too she really got upset about it after she, yeah. she was like i was like hey you're killing my buzz here (laughs) i just had a a great set i don't know what you're talking about (laughs) like quit fucking down making me a downer here yeah you did bomb i didn't shut up i'm gonna go get drunk and be told how awesome i am by everybody right (laughs) and and guess what happened 
Pete got bombed and had a great time after. Oh, <laughs> I humiliated myself big time because uh, I got blackout drunk. Yeah. And then uh, Beaver's dad still to this day luckily thinks I'm my brother. But because uh, <laughs> my brother was at Beaver's house and he was like, uh, he was giving him shit for how drunk he was at the wedding. And he, he, Paul's like, I don't drink. Yeah. Like, Paul's like, I smoke weed. Like, I think I drove that at that wedding. Yeah, he like, did. Like, uh, he's like, you're thinking of my brother. Like, he is a drunk. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, like, and to be honest, that was not one of my best outings. But apparently I was entertainment for Beaver's dad and his uncle. They would. They were watching me get drinks from the bar and try to make it with trays of drinks back to my table and like avoid dancers and like almost fall over and like because I was like, um, and like they said a lot of times I'd make it and uh, <laughs> they couldn't Frogger, believe which it. Which was yeah. talent. It was yeah. like watching Frogger. Yeah. yeah. So at my wedding, they were handing out like you'd go to the bar if you were if you were drinking wine and say, "Can I get a, a glass of wine? Um, would you like the bottle?" Oh, yeah, it's- <laughs> Don't waste our and time. We didn't clue in till like the night was almost over when uh the manager of the hall was like, Yeah, Derek, we're running out of wine. And we're also running out of whiskey and like, well, guess what? You didn't come prepared. <laughs> yeah. Like and Pete warned that was part of his speech. He warned everybody in the house. Yeah. We have it at my wedding. We too. are gonna consume alcohol tonight. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. ran out of, of we had to get go buy booze. Like last minute booze somewhere, like to sneak it in at our wedding too, because it was getting a little low. See, our the difference was Pete. Though it was my wedding, I wasn't allowed to buy booze. No, I know we the 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 stuff we did at the end was a little under the table, but the yeah, but yeah, you were after the rule change. Yeah, that sucked. We got to stock our own bar and stuff. That was a big rule change. I had to I had to buy the drinks first. Oh, uh. 25 that was also it was right when the when it kind of changed that you you yeah uh, you, and then the hall had to buy the drinks oh. and, and so then uh it was more expensive for the bride and groom and so like guess what my bar lo- tab was but locally locally people drank like it was the old rules yeah <laughs> yeah exactly guess what my bar tab was 20 grand <laughs> no nope. you, you're not quite there no way higher. Twenty four thousand and change. That's a good. The name. bar tab. The wow. bar tab. That's more in my. That's twice of what my whole wedding cost. Yeah, it was a bar tab. That was. Uh, <laughs> that was. Uh, that that was a stiff one. That's that's more than double my whole wedding cost. You don't look like you regret a thing, including the no. wife, the dress, and everything. So you know, and, and you, know what's, you know what's even better. Sorry to interrupt you, Pete. Mike Bowler. is is the manager. Said normally they go after the wedding. And they go with five gallon pails because at the end of a wedding, everybody's wasting drip booze and they're dumping all the Uh. egg, right? And uh, ahead of time, he's like, oh, you guys are going to waste all kinds of booze. I'm like, I don't think we are. And uh, (laughs) and, uh, he said he did not. So on a normal wedding, he's there's been times where they've filled seven five gallon pails full of wasted booze. Right. Like. Like, you know, people grab two and then they're like, their wives are like, you got to leave. We got to leave. And then hit they the dance floor. Forget where you put your drink. Right. I'm and it's like, who that. gives a fuck? Right. Uh, at our wedding, we hit uh, not even three gore, three quarters of a five gallon pail. That's a good crew. Yeah. We're, we're, when that much money spent. Yeah. He's like, you didn't not, you guys 
emptied our friggin' stock, and you didn't waste anything. Should have bet him ten grand. I remember. Uh, I remember. I was at the wedding, and I was dancing with Sweet Sweet Kelly, and I took a tumble <laughs> right on top of her. Nasty tumble, and it was it was bad. It was bad. It was bad, and I and I think it hurt her a bit, and. Uh, and then I remember the next thing I remember, I was waking up on my couch in my full suit <laughs> with my hands crossed on my on my chest like I was like, a corpse in a like in a, a fucking vampire. Yeah, and I was just like, I woke up and I was I looked around like, where am I? Because I don't know whose house I'm in. Because at a wedding, I have woken up in someone else's house. Someone else's house. Really? Let's yeah. hear this bad boy. I wake up like a lot of times at a wedding. If there's an after party, yeah. I will go to the after party, mm-hmm. and then um, whoever the after party's at, lots of, sometimes I don't know them, mm-hmm. but then like I'll be the last one up. Like I would be the last one up, guaranteed. Oh, really? So like I usually would be up when no one. They're like making breakfast, <laughs> yeah, in the kitchen, and I'll be like helping out making breakfast, and they're like, "Who is this guy?" You yeah. know, like that's like a that happens at weddings. Like that's kind of a wedding activity for me. That's something I would. Hey, a question for you. Okay, speaking of weddings, what used to come before the wedding was the buck and doe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys ever been to a gay buck and doe before? No. I was forced into it. <laughs> <laughs> I just have, I haven't been. I didn't. Uh, no. Could keep could keep going. A buck and a buck. When was this? When was this? This was. So this isn't my family. This was. Is uh, it local? Nope. This was Julie's. Uh, Friends of Julie's family. Was it Buck and Buck? Where was the Buck and Buck? It was in Burford. In Burford? Yeah. Well, that's pretty local. Oh, uh, yeah. So I it's a Buck and Buck in Burford. It was a Buck and Buck on Halloween. That's why, because I... On Halloween? It was awkward. A, a lot of fucking drag queens, let me tell you. This is p- p- playing perfectly into my story from the Weekend Beaver. Oh, really? Yes. I thank you. This is a perfect segue. Oh, shit. Well, let me just explain to you what I did on the weekend. Let's hear it. Yeah, I do. (laughs) Uh, And I want to tell you, I went to, uh, I went to Toronto with my family for family day because my daughter lives in Toronto. Mm -hmm. And I went, and we went out uh, the one night. We went to a jazz club. I got a light cigarette for this one. We went to a jazz club. It was nice. Yeah. And the next morning, I booked this drag brunch. (laughs) We went to a drag brunch. (laughs) Right. My wife. My two daughters and me, we booked a table at a drag queen brunch. And my daughters watch RuPaul's Drag Race. They're big fans of that oh, stuff. Oh, shit. So I like drag queen stuff. They watch it all the time. And I thought, you know what would be cool? It's close to where my daughter lives. We'll go to the drag brunch, right? Have a brunch. <laughs> watch the Daytona 500 or what? <laughs> no, I did that when I got home. But they, they uh, anyways, they uh, we go to the drag brunch. <laughs> and uh, I watch the show. And I got to tell you. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed every. I didn't enjoy all of it, but I enjoyed. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Like I laughed out loud, and the one guy was like, the one lady, was like, um, "Hold on, you got to specify here." Lady, I said, "Lady." Is it real? Like a full lady or half? <laughs> the lady? one drag queen. Oh, okay. The one drag queen. There's two drag queens. Yeah. The one is the major host of the show. Mm-hmm. I think her name was Erin Brockovich. Right? Really? Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah. That's a good turn on. Right. I, That's what I like. This is the, this is what the, the thing about the drag queen stuff. The culture. It's like uh, the roller derby girls. They got cool names. Oh, right? okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're all like kind of like uh, uh, they're like they're like cool names. But like 
strippers, but like uh, there's a little bit of humor to it. Yeah, kind of like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, except not slaying vampires. <laughs> right. And the skill set that they have that they used to entertain, right? This is like I'm I'm telling you my description of the drag brunch. Yeah. And I got to tell you to anyone that's listening to this who is has some sort of like who's like has some sort of uh wokeness or if you're watching this in the future where I'm going to be looked at as being a complete ignoramus or like and you're going to ruin my life about this. I like how you're 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 con- <laughs> you're controlling the gray line here. Yeah, like yeah. I this just understand I don't I'm a fucking dumbass 48-year-old man from like the middle of rural Ontario. Right. Who doesn't know shit about shit, right? So, like, I'm just sitting here in Toronto at a drag brunch. And you love everybody. Let's just Yeah, I'm trying to be as open-minded as I can be. Like, and I'm going there to be have a good time. And I know that this is something that... <clears throat> Anyways, I'm totally not judging this as negatively at all. I'm just going in there just thinking, like, let's see what this is all about. Yeah, open-minded. And so we go in there. And I got to tell you, my opinion of what their skill sets are is that their number one skill set that they try to use to entertain is lip syncing. Okay. Which I see no value in. Like, no. I don't think of it as, as a skill at all. Like, it's just pretending to sing. Like, like I can do that. Like When you can fake it, eat, like, it's all about faking it. Anyone can lip sync. It's like we did it in high school. It's not a big deal. <laughs> like, so, like, to me, that's not a big deal. Then the dressing up part is, like... Uh, like that's part of the skill, I guess, because they got to have this persona, this look that they come up with. That would take some talent, but it's still got to be entertaining, right? Right. And so, mostly, it's the jo- like the the one the guy the main drag queen was like uh, mostly stand up. Like it was just stand up. Like it was a comedy. Okay. And so, but it was the type of comedy they're doing. And this is what I liked about it was like. They're getting away with shit that I could never get away with. But, but because they're drag queens, they can do whatever they want. Yeah. They can do stuff that's really offside. They can do a lot of stuff where it's really mean to, to like, the audience. There's no line. Like, they just, they were really mean to us. Yeah. Like, like and, and we all laugh. Because sure. it was fucking funny. Like, it was mean. Sometimes it was, like, when it was directed to you, it would be like, holy shit. Like, get you. Like, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean to it. To the core. Yeah, like, because they're making you feel like you're homophobic or something, you know? But right. if I was to do that, like, in a, in a comedy club, they'd uh, they'd fucking think I was a mean guy, you know? Like and, then they in, and then in the future, they'd torture you. Yeah, like, I would, they think I was mean. Like, they think it was, uh, it was um, like, aggressive. Okay. Where when these guys, when these people are, these ladies are doing it, they're like... Uh, it's like everyone's laughing, have a good time. They're like good natured about it, you know. Because I, there was a bachelorette party, and they were awful. They were they were every bit of a bachelorette party that would be at a stand up show that would be exactly like they were. Like, and he was killing them, <laughs> and uh, it was hilarious, you know. Like they were, he was describing them perfectly. He was roasting them to their face. And they were like lapping it up, you know, mm-hmm. where if I was doing that to that same table, they would all be like fucking talking back to me drunkenly. And someone and, would play a fuck you card. Like they would be awful. Oh, they would just be the worst audience ever. But they were actually like rolling with it, which they would never do. Because <laughs> you'd just be a prick, right? 
Yeah, I would be a prick. And these guy, this guy was. It's part of his gig, you know, like yeah. shtick that they yeah. they they're forgiving or they give him the break, and it, so they get that leeway with the humor, and it ends up they can say like it's almost anything. So it was super funny. And then some of the things he did was just balls. Like he went out, or I shouldn't say he. They went out to the street, you know, mm-hmm. and um, and like in the middle of a lip sync thing, he like or they like left the 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 place and went into the street and was still lip syncing to a song they couldn't hear anymore. Really, but to perfect time, and then they kept crossing. And like, there's people walking. There's traffic, oh, and he, he's in, or they're in full, like drag. You know, like it's uh, even the one drag queen, the other drag queen, which is like uh, I can't remember. Any of the, I can't remember their name. It was like uh, something like a. It's funny how he, fr- he keeps stumbling over. It's a he, a they, a she. A, uh, it's hard, man. It's hard. I, I give you credit. I, it's uh, tough. Like uh, Mike Mitchell was on the show. We we're talking about another comic friend of ours, Al Val, who who tra- who's transitioning, you know. And uh, Al, I only knew Al when he was a dude, right? And uh, is, it, is is it still Al or? Is... No, not, but they that that's the thing is they right? Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. They. So like Al's transitioning. Like, I don't. Al's like gender. So I think sometimes Al's like identifies more as a female. Sometimes more as a male. Like I, but fifty fifty. <laughs> but I don't know what the percentage is, or if he's just like I don't know what his personal situation is. But I see him on socials and stuff, and uh, they're uh, when the pictures are as a female, they're super happy. You okay, know? and and I'm happy for for them because um, it's so hard to say, right? Yeah, I know you really got to think. And uh, but Mike Mitchell. He's like more woke than I am, right? Oh, okay. And he's younger, and he's more like a hipster and mm-hmm. in tune with that stuff. And he's sitting there with all the them's and they's and all that stuff, like no problem, like Just no big deal. Yeah. But I pick up on it because I'm like, my kids have been trying to tell me how to do that shit. And then uh, so I start doing it too. Like I'm, I'm starting to like, I think it, it's pretty easy. Like it, it's not that hard most no. of the time. But like it is like when you slip, it's just a. It's accident. You it's didn't, an accident. You you know, mean I don't to. mean to do it as an offensive thing. I, I'm super happy for a person who's happy. Right. That person is like, yeah. I look at him as a female, and he's like, like looks thrilled, you know. And uh, I just want a, a guy, a person I like, to be happy, you yeah. know. Like that's right. all I care about. No, I totally agree with you. <clears throat> but uh, from the from the art form of drag, though, I gotta say, like <clears throat> from a review. Um, the comedy part of it, I really liked, I like, liked it to the point where I bring all of you to a drag brunch. Okay. I'd actually love to take you guys to a drag <laughs> brunch. I think it would be like really fun to watch, uh, your reactions and stuff. Probably cause I, I get the feeling out of you, Pete here where you got that raw feeling while the set was going on of like, of the core of comedy where, the, yeah. you know, of, of how it, it's supposed to be. Yeah, like I, that's what I saw it with the drag show. I was like, this is how comedy should be. This is what we should be allowed to do. This is the leeway we should give each other to fuck around and and bust each other's balls and just be like, uh, you know, not so. Like they do it in a little bit of a 
a judgmental and punching down way, but they're the oppressed, right? Because they're well, because I've heard and I've heard comics before do exactly what you did and said, you know, hey, the future me, this is not meant to offend the future. Like we have a line, we do not want we want to go right up to it. Yeah, but yeah. But when you move the fucking line in ten years from now, yeah. here, yeah, yeah. Then like, this is going to seem super ignorant. Right. What I'm saying right now, all these questions that we're trying, all these struggles that we're having to get with the thems and days. But if you never go to the line, you'll yeah. never, ever get a laugh. Also, the, also, I don't see what's wrong with saying, like, I don't, this isn't something that anyone taught me. Right. And I never heard of it before. Like, you need a minute. Like, like uh, I have to work it out to get it through my dumb head and then like yeah i'm i'm gonna seem ignorant in the future because i'm ignorant now to what things that haven't happened yet right you know like you can't expect us all to like the rules aren't written to know what all of a sudden a bunch of 20 year old college kids came up with you know right like i I, we haven't been in college in fucking 25 years you know (laughs) give me a break i don't know what the fuck you guys are talking about Fuck, fuck i'm going on 18 years since i was in college yeah, man, it's fuck. I can't you and you're like a you, you're way younger than me. Yeah, I can't believe that's how long it's been for you. Hey, uh, how old are you? I'm gonna be uh, in today's the twenty second. Yeah, I'm gonna be thirty six in four days. Ooh, oh, you have a birthday? Yeah. Oh man, I'm gonna have. That's gonna be awesome. I got. I'm gonna get together. I'm gonna come over and have a drink with you. Fuck yeah, birthday. buddy! I want you to. <laughs> I'm back on the sauces, it turns out, Kev. That's all right. I'm going this weekend. I'm going... Uh, Nobody likes a quitter. I'm going yeah. to... Uh, I'm going to go get a nice full box of oysters. Oh, yes. I got a shucker if you need one. You do? Yeah. Right on. Oh, I'm yeah. coming to get it. I want to get a... I'm good at shucking, too. You are? Yeah, yeah. Okay, give me a, a... I'll give you a lesson. Give me a lesson. Because I love, I love oysters, man. Oh, I'll give you a great shucking lesson. I even love how the fact that in society they think that they're an aphrodisiac... Oh, I love I, I love everything about oysters. You know what you should do? Go down to Riders and get some fresh horseradish from them. Get no like shit, a yeah. real fresh horseradish yeah. and like put it on your cheese grater yeah. and great fresh horseradish on your uh, oyster. Put a little Tabasco or like some. I like a, I like a drop of Tabasco and then I like that wine sauce and then oh, yeah. the little vinaigrette shit and then I like a little uh, a little white wine vinegar. Yeah, yeah. You know, and a fucking a little, all the little all the trimmings like a little lime juice. A, you yeah, know, yeah. a little tap, dude. I love oysters, man. I love. I, I don't like them. You getting, a, you getting a case? I'm getting a fucking. I might get two. Oh yeah, I, I've done it too. I've got a. You can get a case from the grocery store. Fucking right, man. I'm going, all alive. Oh no, that. dude. I'm going to St. Thomas. I'm going to the fresh market, man. I'm gonna throw <laughs> the a, ocean. If you if you'd like, Pete, if you want to go for a tour one day. St. Thomas? Make, we'll come with, I'll pick What's you up. What's so good about St. Thomas's fish? Uh, I don't know. Ours? All I know is is I was looking for a place to go get them fresh, like right mm. from the core, and uh, a buddy of my brother's loves oysters too. Yeah. And every now and then on Snapchat, I'd see him, he'd snap a picture of a box of fresh oysters on the seat of his truck. I'm like, where the fuck you get them? He's like, oh, man, I always go to St. Thomas. Really? Because I know one time I got a box because like a guy I played volleyball with, his brother owned a restaurant, like a... A brother-in-law, I guess, owned, like ran a restaurant, like yeah, a high-end restaurant, mm-hmm. and then he got he got boxes of oysters, and then I said, "Can you get me one?" and he got me one. 
from yeah. him. And so we went over mm-hmm. whoever the restaurant supplier was, and it came in a case. But then one time I was at Sobeys, and the same fucking box was there. Oh, shit. Oh. What's, yeah. your, what's your record in a night? What do you mean? Eating or yeah. shucking? Uh, eating oysters. And oh, I don't know. I've, I've had some... 64. You ate 64 oysters? And an, Did and it do an, anything in, to your boner? In 45 minutes. Really? Is that... That seems almost like uh was it a contest? No, I was actually uh so I was at a, I was at a wedding yeah. and uh they had uh they had an oyster bar. They had Devlin's <laughs> catered in an oyster bar. Yeah. And I go, uh, how long is this bad boy gonna be here? And they're like, uh Oh, it's timed. It's timed. Like all so all the oh, other it's gonna be fresh. Well right? and all the other all the other catered appetizers. So they did an appetizer spread first. I'm like, this is awesome. And uh but all those appetizers stayed out for a while. So but you the know oysters the, they had to time it because they're so expensive, and right? It's raw too. Like, right. Yeah, so you can't be out. So like, me and uh you know uh Claudio Lungi? <laughs> that man loves oysters too. <laughs> you found another guy that oh, loves oysters? So there's a lineup, right? <laughs> and everybody's taking their, you know, taking their five, six, you know, and walking away and never coming back. Well, I just kept, I just stayed there, just right? Circled. Right? And then my buddy's dad, Claudio, comes over. He says, I see your program. <laughs> I'm like, do you mind joining me just so I don't look like the asshole that's eating all the oysters? And he's like, I was going to ask you the same thing. <laughs> Kindred spirits. Uh, yeah, I had a nice partner in crime. You got a wingman. Yeah, a wingman. <laughs> so, yeah, then that's how I guzzled down uh, 64 of them. And uh, so at about halfway... You really get you. You really you're you're really looking for your wife. Like all you can think about is oh, is you just want to bang. Oh, it's amazing feeling. Thought. Do you get a big big hardwood from that? Uh, no, it's more or less just thought going through your head. Oh yeah, like it's one like or Mama Juana. Like one or two don't do it. Ten coat. don't do it. You need about thirty. Then you need a coat room or something like that. Yeah, my wife is would not allow that to happen though. She's very she's a classy lady. I eat a lot of, uh, you know, I I, uh, I think it does. I know. I wish. I, 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 I'm not classy, though. <laughs> wish I, 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 yeah. I hey, wish I wish I was in the same queue on that one. Hey, you know, know uh, you know, uh, I went to that, when I went to that drag thing. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, um, I was, had when I got home, I had to fix a dishwasher at my dad's. Yeah. And so then I, I told him, this is a. 70, uh, I don't know how old he'd be, 72 or something. Oh, I, I can't wait to see, hear he's how like that a, conversation He's a 71 year old, like, uh, <laughs> retired tobacco farmer who, who, uh, has never in his lifetime thought of a drag queen. In his life, like, never. he's just now accepting, um, um, same sex, um, marriages, probably. Like, well, you know what I did hear him say, to be quite honest? One time I heard him say, Gay, straight, trans, whatever. Uh, like, if two people love each other, what's wrong with that? So he's being progressive, right? Yeah. That which, 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 my dad from like ten years ago. Oh man, he's even, gone. That's a hit in a home run. Like he's come a long way. You got to give them credit for that. You can't make him expect him to go the whole way. Yeah, yeah. That he would never say that. I remember when the when the first. Uh, remember the first Survivor. Yeah, Richard Hatch. <laughs> Richard Hatch. That was a big deal. Oh yeah, that being on TV. Richard oh. Hatch won 
and he was like openly gay and walking around naked and everything like that. And he yeah. was the villain of the show. They made him the villain, right? Yeah. In a hurry, because partially because of how how he acted. Yeah, yeah, and the fact that he was gay. My dad, like, like he, he struggled with it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like he'd struggle with it. And and when it, if you were made to hate the character, and the character was gay. It would, like, if you were going to be angry with that character, like, some things would come out. You right. know, that you, it would probably be, like, you know. Offside. Like, offside, you know. Like, mm-hmm. And so, like, uh, I remember, like, that version of my father, you know, was, like, uh, would not have said that uh, that thing that he said, like, uh, you know, well, this year about no. like, people should just, who love each other. Like, what's wrong with that? You know, like so that's like a million light years away from t- from it. So like, kudos to him. You know, like credit should be given. But I still couldn't help. Like I had a morbid sense of curiosity. <laughs> what do you? What kind of reaction am I going to get from my dad? Just by saying, "Hey, uh, you know, you know your son here. <laughs> he decided to spend his uh, morning uh, like at a, a drag brunch with my family with his children." <laughs> and my and my wife and children, we went to a drag brunch, and then uh, just to see what he would do, you know. And then <laughs> I like I, I like how you're like, yeah, let's let's get old. Let's uh, out on old. Let's get old Will Dog's <laughs> opinion on this bad boy. <laughs> and uh, so I uh, tell it to him, and uh, my dad's. This is my dad's exact words. Uh, oh yeah, watch some fellas uh, play some dress up there, did you? <laughs> <laughs> That is awesome. <laughs> and I said, yeah, I did that. Yeah, he's and not wrong though. He's, no, no, he's wrong. not wrong. Yeah, not I wrong. just love that. I, that is hilarious. Simplifies it to like the <laughs> the core, and then uh, yeah, did that thing. How was that? Eh, like he, like that's even progressive for him. Like, yeah, like, he, there wasn't anything negative said at all. No, I but told- you were not expecting that, even though that was the best answer. Well, like, no, I, I was like, this could go any which way. <laughs> yeah. Like, we could get something really, really offside here. But I'm going to tell you, there's, that's a sign of personal growth. This guy is, like, uh, I think he's a more, he's more open-minded than he's ever been. And, it, 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 like, childhood Pete, childhood Pete is crying and being called, right. called, you know, who's who's just crying and being called a fag. Yeah. That guy is uh, shocked that this is the same person. Yeah. Yeah, very shocked. So good for my father. Good on him. Yeah, good story. We're we're getting there. We're changing the world. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it was like I. It's funny eh, how like um, how like uh, you can't judge a person by like stuff they did. No, like, that's a good example of it right there. Yeah, like you yeah, know, anybody who wants to judge you by like anybody can change. I mean, you listen to some of my podcasts even from eight years ago and stuff I say, I don't agree with, like, I, I don't agree with it. Like mm-hmm. it's not what I think, yeah. but I said it cause the guy that back then did think it, you right. know, which, you, which the fact that you accept that makes it even, it makes the whole thing even better. Yeah. And when we're a bunch of dumbasses who don't admittedly don't know anything. Right. And we're talking about things that affect us all. And we're like, what, what? Like the other people are thinking what too. And then uh, you're talking about it, trying to figure it out. We're trying to figure it out from a good place. We're not saying like, you know, like these, like, I don't want to see any harm or anything. Like, like I, I don't want, like, I, I don't agree with these people. We're saying, I don't get it. 
Like, let me figure it out. Yeah. Like, what am I supposed to do? What's the rules here? What's the reason for it? You know, like, mm-hmm. what's what's the thinking behind it? Where's this come from? You know, because it, it's always kids that come up with new things. I think sometimes the struggle too is like it's something that they've come up with and like say something they've been thinking about for six months. And they're trying to change, in our case, 48 years worth of a different way of thinking. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, we were taught by by a generation even more ignorant than us yeah. about how, you know, the things that we think that you're telling us are wrong were right. Like, they were telling us that the things that we think that are that you're t- that my kids will tell me are wrong, my parents would tell me were right. And we know? were reminded every day. It's going to take yeah. a minute for us to get... Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I agree. And when when you're given both cases, like when you think, okay, I look at my parents' way, look at my kids' way, and think which way do I think is right, I'm usually thinking my kids' way is right. Like, as far as, like, what the intent is, Mm -hmm. is right. right. What the enforcement is, I I take exception to. Yeah. (laughs) You know, the way they punish us for not, you know, like, you know, not, like you said, uh, taking a minute, like get, like taking a minute to figure it out and yep. and get on board. I, I think though, Pete, um, I must admit though, based on society, our generation, like the three of ours generation, has had to adapt in society and change our ways of thinking more than any other generation. Yeah, like, like yeah. our like our parents' generation, it was cut and dry. It was that way then, and is this way now. Whereas and we they- had to go. We had to see every version of that all the fucking way and adapt all the fucking way. Like it was mm-hmm. not easy. I think that I think I think you're right. I think because we were the birth of the internet, right? We were. And, the, we and, went from tube TV to fucking this, and then like the younger generations, like even the millennials, they pretty much had this their whole life. They didn't have the taste of the old way, right? And the baby boomers, like. I don't think they've ever really had to learn that their way's fucked up because they keep they keep getting rewarded. Well, for, and like, they're too <laughs> and they're too old by the time the by the time they have to change. Yeah, maybe. And the, yeah, their generation before them, there's like uh, people just like oh, they're just crazy old people, right? But they're all the one they they're all the ones that are now getting like uh, uh, punished for fucking kids twenty five years ago, right? And, yeah. You know, like, like the the Prince Andrews and the yeah. those yeah. sorts, like that generation of people, like they were more fucked up than we were. Man. Oh my God, were they more fucked yeah. up? Like, I don't oh. understand how we changed so much from them. That's what I. But see, like, in, how are we so different from them? Like, how? Because we came from them, so how did we like realize that it was also fucked up? Cause that, because Pete, we had to just keep changing every year. We had to keep adapting, keep adapting. Whereas they were stuck. For decades, in uh, in almost like a lull of this is the way it is. I yeah. think. I think. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. You might be right. I think part of it too is that the generations younger than us, like we never got a voice when we were no, that age. Still haven't. Yeah. But like we like when we were in our eighteen, nineteen years yeah. old, if we were speaking up, they'd be like, "Shut up, shut up." Yeah. You're yeah. still. You were considered a piece of shit at that point. Still. Right. We're yeah. na- these days. Yeah, they have a voice. They got a a big voice. Yeah. They went from marketing the baby boomers to marketing to the millennials. Yeah. And then they never marketed to us. <laughs> right. We never had any cloak like, like where they thought we were an important part of society, like where they would try to like 
figure out what we liked and like cater to our needs so that we could make money. Our generations, mine and yours, were the one that paved the way to now. We had to bend. It is true, yeah. and I th- I think what's going to happen is real change is going to happen from our kids' generation, which is like the Z's and stuff, right? And they're gonna they're gonna be the ones that are driving real change to the world, mm-hmm. and we're going to be the people that are in power when that's happening, right? And so we'll make it happen. Like our generation will be the ones in power, but their gen the our kids' generation will be the ones that are like the pushing ideas. the change. Yeah. To mm-hmm. make to make us make it happen, that's what I'm hoping. Because because the millennials and the boomers have to be left out of anything good because nothing's going to happen good with them. No, they, they've they've they're awful. <laughs> no offense to any of you who are listening to my program, but yeah. you're you you're not to be trusted. <laughs> and it's plain and simple. You're just not supposed to be trusted. Like it's not no. Like- You've got it too good. When everyone's trying to make you happy, you're not to be trusted. They don't give a shit about Generation X. They don't give a shit about Generation Z. That's why they're to be trusted because they're doing it because they. this is what they actually think. It's not because they're just like spoiled fucking everything you say is right kind of people. Now, are there one percenters? Yeah. We're not disputing that. Yeah. I actually like – you're a millennial though. And look at you. You're not a millennial. You're a I'm Generation a- X by your spirit. Yeah, you're right. one of the good ones. Right. Yeah, you're I, one I, of the good millennials. I think so, anyways. Yeah, I'm just talking about the generalization of millennials. Yeah. Which is which is not really, like, I don't know, it's not fair. I think part of Beeves rural upbringing help, help, helps out his... Uh, yeah, you're like a generation behind. Yeah. Right. Yeah, which is like, it makes you us. But yeah. then well, I would be behind, too, and so would you. So that means we'd be boomers. Like you want to, you no. want, like I, I, I can, I can put in, in, in about 10, Dog. three sentences define my generation. I went to college, started with 75 in my program, ended in 12. Yeah. You think your generation is quitters? Big time. Yeah. Like things get tough and they get, they just get the fuck out. Very few business owners in my generation. Really? I'd say very how, few. How many farmers are your age right now? Right now? Yeah. You got uh, a lot of peers that are farmers. Right. Uh, my age, though? Yeah. I'm, uh, my exact age, zero. I'm the only one in my age. A uh, year younger, there's a few. Very, very, like. Uh, what about, like, uh, Tommy or, like, Kook or them? They're, they're, gener- they're, man, they're four years older than me. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. oh. I always thought they were like your age. What about Welshian or like Pettit? Three, four years older than me. Really? Yeah. Yeah, but those are also pretty young guys. But well, they're not anymore, eh? No. Jeez, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, like my age, like uh, uh, f- like me and one other buddy are farmers. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, less and less all the time. It's harder. But uh, like I got me and Brian DeHoogie are the only ones that are farming in my. And he's your age? Yep. Yep. Well, that's cool. That's cool. I guess that's weird. But Whereas, like, my dad's age, there was, like, hundreds. hundreds yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah, even when you're talking about even the guy's four years older than you or whatever, like, there's still only, like, Well, and there's, there's a big chunk in that age group, three or four years older than me, but they're, they're still three, four years older than me, right? So I call them the next generation. 
Different yeah. work ethic, right? What? Like Beaver? Beaver's age brackets work ethic is a lot like physical work ethic. Poor. My 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 yeah. my generation is very poor work that's ethic. That's why I was wondering. That's where that's where it start my generation started the poor work ethic. Homer Simpson yeah, but but, but then but like uh, obviously it doesn't apply to everyone. No, because you got like a, a you got crazy work ethic, right? Yeah. Right. Well, and but my generation was the end of work ethic is a, was a good thing. Oh yeah, and like my generation, it was a good thing to have good work ethic, but it ended right after it. Like after me, it was not a work good work ethic made, meant nothing. I'll tell you something about my kids. Both of my kids have. Excellent work ethic mm-hmm. when it's something that they want to do. You know what I mean? I think they and, have... And, and and work ethic defines you when you don't want to do it. Well, yeah, that's the thing. It's how you... Defines like you. If, not- if they want to... If they're... If they are determined to do something, like if they are agreed to do something and, and they want to do it, they will work like uh, maniacs. Like they're just... Which is still an amazing thing. Uh, but if they don't want to work, if they don't see why they should do it, they ain't doing it. And uh, that's the difference between young people today. They, they're like, they just don't see why they would do something that's shitty for the benefit, whatever the benefit because, is. And they, d- they don't see reason in it. Yeah. Well, we would do anything. Whether it I made sense. I would still do anything. Whether, whether it made sense in her head or not. No. You know how much fucking stuff? I shouldn't even say this on the, but like, you know, which fucking stuff I do for free, like, and I just do it gladly. I don't fucking care. And then I think I should get paid and I'm like, ah, fuck, I don't care. You know, like, I just don't care. Right. And it's hard work, some of it. And I'm just like, uh, I just will do it. I just, I just don't care. Like, I just don't fucking care, Mm -hmm. you know, like at all. I I just, I don't know what that is about me. Mm -hmm. I just. It's ridiculous how much stuff should I do? Because you don't know how to quit. Yeah, because I want to keep doing it. No, but that's the difference is younger generations, they know how to quit, right? Yeah, and and half of the shit that I did when I was growing up, there was no benefit to it. There was no reason to do it. You just were told to do it and you did it and you just didn't think about it. And some of that programming, I think, is just in me where people just forever you got to do this okay, I'll fucking do it, you know? Right. Oh, this is going to be uncomfortable and horrible for a while? Okay. (laughs) <laughs> I'm horrible for a while. Like I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like I want to. If I want to, I really want to travel. Like I want to go away, and I just want to go and live like a fucking beggar. Like I, I don't want to be in a, in a nice hotel. I, I want to live in a yeah, like kind of like mediocre traveling. Like I want to like go into a hostel with a bunch of fucking poor p- kids and. I want to like like a sleep in a tent or whatever you know like I don't care I don't uh, sleep on the ground on a couch I I just don't care at all and I think there'd be something free that would be so freeing if I could just go into the world and just be like have nobody like no responsibilities but myself I did that for two weeks yeah on a trip yep where we roughed it uh, in Panama City really yeah and then we roughed You're, who's that who's we uh, me. Uh, and uh, three other buddies, Golden Pettit and Van Ham. So four guys, right? Yeah. We had a 1986 Glendale RV. 
we took to Panama City. And you then, drove it all the way to Panama City? Yeah, let me tell you. Oh, Florida. For, Panama City, Florida. Yeah. And then we went from Panama City, Florida to New Orleans. Oh, wow. Oh, for, man, we went for, like, we were there for a Shrove Tuesday or Fat Tuesday or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Bourbon Street. Oh, man. Best party of my life. That's awesome. It was the best. And, uh, but anyways, like, we were, like, I was, like, the the motorhome we were living in for two weeks was nothing pretty. But I loved every second of it. Wouldn't trade any of it for the world. Yeah, you don't need any fancy. You just go out there and Zero. have a good time, you know? like I was full of piss and vinegar. We had a case of beer every day ready for us. and Yeah, I would like that. I would, like, just... Just to have that freeness of the, fu- the funny part about that trip was is I don't even want the three guys. I oh, just want, want like you're, myself yourself. Yeah, because I don't have to say like, hey, I'm going over here. Hey, what do you want to do for supper? Nothing. Like it's like I'm gonna. I answer to no one. You know. Is that a fantasy of yours? You wouldn't want to take your wife. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like when nobody. Yeah, you don't have to worry about your kid. You don't have to worry about your wife. You God, don't have to worry about making for, anyone happy. Nobody was home for five hours today. I was. Fucking amazing! Yeah. <laughs> right on, Kev. Going by myself, or oh, shit. amazing. Yeah, it'd be great. I, and yeah, you know what? If you're on your own, you don't give a fuck. Weird. Nothing has to be fancy. No, it doesn't have to be at all. That would be the, that's what you could do. You could do so much because it would be so cheap. Anyways, I want to end the show today with yeah. two, 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 two trivia. Oh, okay, okay. okay. So you guys got to buzz in. Yep. These are all questions relating to twos. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Mm -hmm. This famous athlete (laughs) uh, uh, was known for dropping the gloves and wore the number, wore a couple of twos on the back of his Leafs jersey. Oh, fuck, I thought I had it, but... Uh, Tiger Williams. Yeah. 22? I don't know what number he was. I think Tiger Williams was 28, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Oh, yeah, Uh, Ty Domi took that number for that reason. Yeah. And uh, it was... Bob McGill. Oh, he was... Oh, this... I'll give you another clue. It's going to go into second clue. I know who it is, and I can't... Also, he's a lawyer. Played uh, on the Gilmore Clark years. Yeah, I can't cheat. Um, <laughs> Nikolai Borshevsky. <laughs> no. He, uh, his nickname was the Bomber. Yeah. Baumgartner? Kenny Baumgartner. Kenny Baumgartner, you're right. It was, that's right. Aww. Also, uh, famous 22, Rick Five. Is he, was yeah. he 22? Yeah, he was. Yeah. 50-goal scorer. 50-goal scorer. Um, the sequel... To the original. Airplane 2. <laughs> oh, you got it. No. <laughs> greatest, uh, what do you think the greatest uh, movie sequel is? For, mm. Like, of all the sequels, Godfather 2. Well, that's a good one. Uh, but does, uh, I think uh, Empire Strikes Back. Oh, does that count? Is that's it? a sequel. Because I would say Empire Strikes Back is better than Star Wars. Yeah. Not as good as, or no, Return of the Jedi is not as good as. Empire Strikes Back's the best of those three. It had right. the the bar, right? Da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah. I, I am fucking lost right now. <laughs> you don't watch Star Wars? Never seen a second of it. Mandalorian. Uh, Mandalorian, I watched. Yeah, I watched the other day. Yeah, yeah. 
Like like re like you're talking twenty twenty one did I watch? Like yeah, yeah. the re the the Netflix Mandalorian? Yeah, like the Disney one. Yeah, or sorry, Disney one. Yeah. yeah. Uh yeah. Like the Bubba Fett one or the Mandalorian? Uh both. Mandalorian I watched. Yeah. And I'm working on Bubba Fett. Yeah, Boba Fett. Uh, so Boba Fett gets good, like in the parts f- where Boba Fett's not in it. Yeah, dry as fuck in the beginning and the end too. And then all of a sudden, in the middle of it, I don't want to ruin it for you, but they throw in fucking cool shit. It's the oh Mandal- really? It's the Mandalorian again, oh. and the and Luke Skywalker and the Baby Yoda and all that stuff comes back. And then you're like, oh, this is cool now. The show's good. And then they go back to fucking Boba Fett, and it sucks again. And then it's over. What yeah. was the end? I just don't understand how they made a series based like that guy, that actor. He's not exactly like a solo actor type type of person. You know what I mean? He's if I feel like he's he he's the type of person that would be in a, a star movie and be in the background. He's boring. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Mind okay, you, the, wait. Mind you, the Mandalorian in general was in the background of Star Wars, wasn't it? Uh huh. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. No, no, Boba Fett was. Yeah, not Mandalorian. Mandalorian's a new character, but Boba Fett was in the background of Star Wars and all that. Yeah, stuff. so they took a background character and yeah, made, made him a series. Yeah, yeah, like holy right. shit! Okay, this African American TV show yeah. starred the incomparable Jack Hay. Two two seven. Yeah, two two seven. Oh, I was even close. way before your time. Yeah, yeah, way before. I fuck. I was hoping you'd get that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, this um, this uh, um, painkiller. Was chocked full of codeine. Two twenty twos. Two twenty twos. Holy fuck! I'm way out of lunch. Do you remember two twenty twos? No. Oh, they were good painkillers. You could get nice codeine out of. Oh, those. really? Yeah. Get nice buzz going. <laughs> yeah, they would actually take some of those before work. Yeah. <laughs> I had uh, I had a thing I did in university called the triathlon, where I had uh, I did a shot of gin and a uh, shotgun to beer, and then uh, took a couple two twenty twos. Oh, right on. <laughs> It was like, that was just uh, priming up for the bar. Hmm. Anyway, <laughs> that is really something I did, as I recall. That's probably a bad move, eh? Yeah, something I should, still here should tell, tell my kids story. not to do. <laughs> yeah, That sounds like a good mixture right there. Yeah, it seemed to hit the trick. It did the trick. I just did it a couple times. Anyways, uh, <laughs> and uh, let me see. Uh, this famous number two uh, celebrates Christmas in South Park. Yeah, I didn't oh, watch. Oh, yeah. Uh, Hanky, the Christmas poo. Mr. Hanky, the Christmas poo, yeah. Oh, fuck. You ever hear Mr. Hanky, yeah, the I Christmas did. poo? I watched the odd comes episode of South me, Park. comes from you. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I think that's our whole show because I got to pee real bad. All, All right. right on. And I also have to get another beer. If you guys have enjoyed it, then you're weird. But you should also tell your friends. Uh, and uh, follow us on uh, Instagram and facebook and all that stuff it makes us look good and uh helps us and also you can subscribe to our youtube page or uh, like our facebook channel and uh anything else that you want to oh look out for my stand-up dates on pete van comedian.com and until next week we will see you nt see you next thursday hit it kevin later
going, why fuck it up, right? That's right. 